you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the world. In the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times. Because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. This is Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com, thechrisvossshow.com. Hey, we're coming here with another live broadcast. We certainly appreciate you guys being on the Chris Voss Show podcast. As always, refer the show to your family, friends, and relatives. Remember, the Chris Voss Show is the family that loves you but doesn't judge you, at least not as harshly as your mother-in-law does, or probably your wife for that matter. Anyway, guys, uh, we have an amazing show today. Uh, we have some returning guests from a future upcoming movie that's uh, currently being plotted and using uh, technology like NFTs and other things to uh, be successful and market itself and, of course, raise funds. We're going to be talking with the cast and crew of Loaded Deck today and uh, I shook one of the technologies that's behind it and everything else that goes into it. We also have one of the stars of the upcoming movie, Daniel Baldwin, on the show. I'm sure you've heard of him. He's an American actor with probably, I didn't get a chance to count all of his movies on IMDb, but uh, probably hundreds of different movies. And, of course, he's uh, part of the, the the famous Baldwin Brothers clan. We've all seen them and, and known them and laughed and, and just uh, engaged with them in movies and acting and careers and all the stuff that they do. Uh, so we'll get into that. Welcome to the show, everyone. We've got uh, Daniel Baldwin on the show, Jared Vineyard, and Benny from iShook. How is everyone today? Well, all right. Going on, there you go. All right, everyone just kind of calm down a little bit for me. Okay. You know, just, <laughs> Just hold back a little bit. I know I know you're excited to be here. But welcome, everyone. It's Tuesday morning, or at least it is in my world. Uh, so let's go around the circle. Uh, you know, you go to, uh, you come to my house, you have breakfast. I'm up at 4. I'm in the gym at 4.30. I, uh, I come home. I make my children their smoothies. I make their lunches. I drive them both to school. And, uh, and then I'm a husband and a father, and occasionally I make a movie. I have no sites for you to come to i have no dot coms i don't have any of that i have an instagram thing called the daniel baldwin you can message me there um, i want to put an end to a to a terrifying vicious rumor have you ever really actually live seen more than one of the baldwin brothers in the same room see i think it's the same guy he just gets fatter he gets skinnier he changes his <laughs> hair color i think it's all the same guy i think this is a ruse i don't think there's really an alec or a billy or a steven there's only me. There's my pitch. Oh, I've heard this rumor before. I've, I've heard this is a rumor. You never see all the ball ones in the same room at the same time. That's right. So, uh, but it's good to know that you are the, you are the center of that universe, uh, Daniel. In my mind. Yes. <laughs> what do your brothers feel about that? <laughs> you know, it's funny. We're the sons of a school teacher. Uh, my dad and my mom, a housewife who, who taught for a little while. So I think the, uh, I think the more interesting and, and breaking the odds thing about the four of us is that one in 2,500 actors in Los Angeles County is able to make a living off their acting without having to subsidize their income with some other profession, waiting on tables, bartending, whatever it may be. So if you look at any actor that's been fortunate enough to make a living acting without having to do something else, that's pretty, the odds are, are pretty disparaging against you. Yeah. When you add to the fact that there's four siblings 
that are able to break those odds. I think that makes it even more interesting and, and longer odds. But but the most important factor behind that is my last name is Sheen. My last name is in Carradine or Barrymore or Cusack oh. or, you know, where you had generational people before you that opened the door for you. You know, Alec and I were picking our nose and we were, you know, driving around New York City and he went out to L.A. and, um, you know, we both kind of went out there. He, he definitely made it first. He's older than I am, as my other two brothers, you know, kind of got involved in the fray. All of us pretty close to the same time. But Alec started the ball rolling. Um, I think that's the odd thing is that our last name, our parents or an uncle or a cousin wasn't involved in the business first, um, which would have made it a lot easier. Um, but uh, no, it wasn't that way. We had to kind of pound the beat, and you know, the four Irish thug Baldwin brothers trying to make it as actors. So, uh, but, but I can remember coming off the football field in high school and my friends saying, you know, hey, we're going to go have a beer. Do you want to come? And I said, no, I have rehearsal. I'm in a play right now. And they'd say, what, are you going to be an actress, Baldy? Come on, huh? You ain't going to make it. What are you talking about? What are you, Marlon Brando, Baldwin? Well, I'd hate to say that going to the 10-year reunion wasn't fun because I got to see a lot of those guys. Wow. Um, uh, it's been an interesting ride. It's been a really interesting ride, a lot of fun. So basically, the four Baldwin brothers are cornering the market in Hollywood and stealing all the all the good jobs. Then is that what's going on? It sounds like you know, twenty five <laughs> years ago, that that might have been the fact. We're getting a little long in the tooth now. Uh, yeah. I'm sixty two years old. You know, when when I was in that conversation, you know, which was briefly, but Alex certainly has had a much bigger movie career than any Billy Steven or I, and uh, and even he, you know, uh, you know, he's he's sixty three. Wow. Six, coming up on 64. Uh, no, he's 60. He's 65. Um, anyway, you know, if he'd stop it, I think he's got enough kids now. He's got his hands full. The guy just, <laughs> he keeps knocking kids out. I mean, it's crazy. Him and his beautiful wife, Ilaria, they kid after kid after kid. I mean, he's, he hasn't slowed down in that department. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, he, he still hasn't catch up to that one guy who's, uh, who, who's married to that famous singer. I forget his name. But he's he's propagating pretty well. He's got a lot of kids. He's got like franchises setting up everywhere. So yeah. there you go. Well, Daniel, nothing it's good. Like, to... Nothing like a good sperm count. I always say. <laughs> there you go. Hey, you still got it, man. Good for him, right? Uh, I remember a cat who is the actor uh, who is in The Odd Couple. I think he had a kid at seventy six or Bugman? something. Is that like, Matt Power? Uh, Matt no, Power? It was, no. The the second version of The Odd Couple, I guess, in the seventies. Tony Randall. Tony Randall, yeah, he had a kid at seventy six. I wow. was like, good for him. God damn. Now, now was his wife seventy four? Because no, no. <laughs> I think she was in her thirties. Oh, okay. That was the other reason I said good for him. So there's that. So it's wonderful to be on the show, Daniel. Uh, let's go around the room. Uh, the other dot com, so we can get the plugs in there. Benny. Uh... All right. Well, uh, yeah. Keep on promoting the the loaded deck one. So loaderdeckmovie.com. Go check go. that out and uh, that put some updates on there with with the movie and the comic book as well. That uh, is uh, uh, under this IP and stuff that we're uh, we're putting together. So the first one is is out available that you can uh, go find on on Amazon. The printed ones. I know uh, Benny will talk about when the the printed versions and stuff will yeah. come out. And then uh, yeah, starting to work on the next one, which will. Uh, have uh, Daniel's character and stuff in it, but yeah, keep on. There you go. What do you got? What do you got, Benny? 
And Benny, give us well, that final got, plug. Yeah, final plug is going to be megamoviesnft.com, which is going to come out at the end of this month of February. Uh, yeah. It's going to be the the point of a place where people can get their movies funded in the crypto industry. Um, we have over maybe 100 million users in that industry. <laughs> plenty of funding available. And why fund in a trading platform when you can actually fund in products that actually work? There's no mm-hmm. better product than film. the film industry. It's entertainment. Everybody wants entertainment. And that's where we're coming out to for the future. Um, and then we have the comic book, which is available on Kindle. That's our mm-hmm. first issue. We're going to be hitting a lot more issues with a lot more likenesses of uh, all the all the, the 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 players of the movie. And uh, we believe that every movie should have some sort of following. And graphic comics and comics themselves are, are a huge thing right now. And if you look at Netflix, almost every other show is a graphic novel into an anime. And, and that's the, the biggest uh, thing here, that you can have your – our idea is that you can have your likeness as an actor – in a comic and then eventually an anime and, you know, and you're still making the same monies, hopefully. So that's, that's the, that's the, that's, that's the plug that we got here. And I shook. There you go. So loaded deck movie.com. Uh, we talked with Kevin Sorbo a couple months ago about the show. Uh, Daniel's in it as well. Uh, let's talk about what, what, what type of movie is this? Uh, what's working and, and uh, what's everyone doing that's involved? Yeah, so it's a it's a crime movie. You've got it's a little amalgam sort of thing, an, an action comedy where you're basically taking a, a you know a character who belongs in a romantic comedy, something real sweet and stuff, should be going and falling in love with the girl. Uh, instead, he's thrown into like a Tarantino kind of movie. Mm. Uh, and uh, yeah, so it's a it's a it's a fun 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 film. Uh, you know, Daniel's the kind of the big bad that's looming over the. The, the whole movie, the crime boss of the <laughs> of the thing that everybody's terrified of um, and, uh, you know, putting together a crew to basically try to figure out a way to take down. Uh, so there you go. Daniel, what uh, drew you to the movie? Well, one of the things that I like when you play a character, this is exactly what Benny was talking about earlier. You know, it, it, the future and not that this has never been done, but it should be do- be done on most movies. And that is you should turn your characters into comic characters too. You should turn them into a comic strip. You should turn it into an animated film. You know, so uh, I have a chance to play Big Deal, who's, um, the, when you mention his name, people quake in his path. You know, they're, 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 they're really worried about w- when this guy shows up, bodies start getting counted. You know, he has that capability, not just you know, himself, he's way past that. He's the guy that points a finger and that person just disappears. And, and, and all of, you know, if you want to go to a Superman syndrome, all of Metropolis knows it. There's a, he's that big, you know I mean? He's, he, it, 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 he, they quake, they quake in his path. So the idea to play a guy that, that that's that kind of power, I'll remember <coughs> um, a very famous actor, Chris Walken, was working with another guy at, uh, I think it was at the Actors Studios like 30 years ago. And he said to him, he said, the kid, the line for the kid was, have the money at three o'clock or else you're dead. And so we get to that part in the in the scene. And he said, you have that, the, the fucking money at three or you're fucking dead. You're dead. And I'm screaming at him. 
So we get done, you know, doing the scene and Walker looks at him and says, what are you so afraid of? To the guy that had the power that was going to kill. To the, to the guy who was big deal. And he said, let's switch roles for a minute. And we kind of all looked at each other and he went, he's going to take his role and read his line, read him right now. I was like, wow. And when we got to that part, Walken went off on this thing about, you know, you know, Tommy, I knew your father. He was my friend. He's the one that got me in the business. And he leans down and he starts picking the lint off his peacoat. And he says, don't make me do this, Tommy. If you don't have the money at three o'clock, you know what's going to happen. And we finished the scene. And he looked at him and he said, that guy is going to kill you at 3.01. Because it doesn't bother him. He doesn't have to. And if you shoot that with the camera really close and he looks at you and goes, or else 3 o'clock, Tommy, please don't make me do that. (laughs) That guy's so much more frightening than the guy that's screaming. What what are you screaming about? You're dead. I want to play that guy. I want to play big deal that just looks at you, looks at his friend and goes, didn't have the money. He's gone. Next. Yeah. And, and, the, and, and there's and there's a twist. There's a twist to motivation and stuff that's that that you don't know that I don't know if these men want to announce or talk about it. I'm not going to. But there there may be an unknown surprise reason for a lot of this uh, uh-huh. that's, that big deal does. But sorry, you're gonna have to buy a ticket to get that. There you go. So you're the boss, basically the the bad bad I'm, guy who's on the Teflon Don, baby. I'm Teflon Don. There you Teflon go. Teflon Don. You know, there's uh, there that the, I'm trying to think of the quote, but there's like a you know danger is implied, or basically, you know, I mean, it's, you look at people like uh, Putin. You know, I mean, Putin doesn't have to walk around being a bully. He can just he, he he kind of comes across as someone you wouldn't even you know, and and the original Godfathers and stuff uh, that ran the mob. You know, I think they the were, fact that he was KGB says it all. I mean, yeah, yeah. they didn't they didn't walk around they didn't walk around New York City, you know, bowling people over. They just were these quiet types, and you know. And then if you pissed them off, you know, you end up in the trunk of a car. <laughs> then you know, good well, the, sort of the, the real the real scary guys don't ever actually get their hands dirty anymore. Yeah, but if they work their way up through those ranks. Mm-hmm. Chances are their hands were extremely, extremely dirty to get to those positions in, in, in certain organized crimes. Yeah. I'm one of those people who can make stuff disappear without throwing a fit or anything, but it's mostly cheesecake that disappears. <laughs> so there's that. So you guys, one of the things you guys are doing is you're trying to raise money uh, through technology and some of the new technology that's out there, I believe NFT and some other things. Uh, who wants to talk about that? I'll just throw it out to uh, anyone. Yeah, I mean... Uh... Yeah, so the NFT world is is becoming very very popular, uh, but there is a fluctuation in value. So a lot of NFTs that have been bought as art, I mean, art is a very difficult thing to sell as NFT. I mean, the 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 market has shown it. People put three hundred thousand dollars on an art that you barely can sell for a dollar. Who wants this virtual art? It's it, it, there's no tangibility, um, which is funny, Chris. By when we mentioned in the last podcast about tangibility with NFTs. Now there's actually NFTs that are announcing tangibilities. It's interesting how we're trendsetting. Our discussions are being, you know, listened to other people's. And tangibility is so important. We're going to be taking even further of tangibility. Our idea is not just tangibility. It's let's get, let's get the NFTs to actually have real-time market value. So a movie is a real-time market value. And to have individuals invest on a, on a movie 
is so much more than that debacle what happened with SBF and FTX, where that person was utilizing the funds of people for, you know, for improper uses. I mean, he's, he was just buying and investing all over the world and bought, you know, I'm not going to say what politicians he bought, but he bought a lot of politicians. Well, you had, you know, he had arenas. Yeah, like arenas. He bought, like, this guy went crazy. But, yeah. but Tom but, Brady. <laughs> oh, don't, don't, and then you have Bill, Bill you know, for, uh, what's his name? Mr. Wonderful. Yeah. So our, our idea is let's establish where people can actually invest in a product. There's no greater content and the ultimate content, the biggest content you're ever going to produce is a movie, right? So why why not create a real movie? I mean, I know there were a few announcements in the crypto world about NFTs in a movie, but I think this is probably going to be the first real movie on an NFT. I mean, they, awesome. not, yeah, the, basically the movie will be the NFT. And, yeah. you know, and, and that's where we're going to be able to get a lot of production. And who knows, this movie can get funded maybe – 50 to 100% to 200% more than expected. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I think it's possible, very possible. Because if you show the crypto industry and the traders and say, listen, why trade when you're going to get X amount and you can put an NFT here and you get much more return? You know, that that's you can't get better than that. And the crypto world is something that you have a reach, really. You're not going to investors. How many VCs, how many investors can you really go to for a movie? I mean, honestly, how many production companies can you really go to? Here, you have a global reach. You can have a guy sitting in his computer trading $100,000, $200,000 a day, and he can say, listen, Benny, here's twenty k, here's thirty k. I wanna, I want to be part of this NFT movie. And there's there value go. in the movie because the movie globally, how can a movie not make its profits globally? I mean, every movie makes it. you got to be a really messed up movie. <laughs> <laughs> to go negative and and by the way you know which movies are going negative all those big hundred million dollar 200 yeah. million dollars movies they have a more risk of getting negative sales than positive sales but when you have a good budget film you have all you have is to go up you have nothing to lose at the end of the game that's my point of view and that's why we're doing nfts and the way we're doing it I think it's pretty brilliant. I mean, I know Hollywood movies, there's a lot of great probably plots and stories that never get told because they just can't get the funding. And so you know, when you live in LA or Hollywood, you're, you know, people are just constantly, I remember going to parties in, in Hollywood and, you know, everyone's got a script. I was like the only guy who didn't have a script and I'd, I'd like make up scripts and I'd be like, well, we're talking right now with the, uh, you know, uh, you know, I just make up like actors and people would just be like, what the fuck kind of movie is going on over there? And I just make up some plot that was just absurd, but, uh, no, it's, you know, it's hard to get funding for these things. So it's, it's interesting. You guys are exploring this new concept of putting the uh, movie together, all the actors, the production, and, and then, uh, going out and trying to get it funded through NFTs and technologies and, and, uh, comic books too, as well. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. That's really cool. You know, I just, uh, last year, I don't know if you saw or what your relationship is in El Salvador, because that's the Bitcoin place you really Oh, want. yeah. Yeah. Their currency rolled over from the U.S. dollar now to Bitcoin. And I was contacted by President Bukele to come down and help write new legislation for filmmaking in El Salvador. They'd like to make it a, a, a stop for filmmakers to have an wow. option. Central America. So we should talk uh, when, when we're done with the show because I have some relationships down there that you would want to know at the place that they're speaking your language. Wow. Where are you guys going to film this movie? That's a that's a good question. Is in there the, a space? Uh, 
yeah, mo- mo- most likely we're looking at uh, uh, kind of Atlanta, Savannah, like that kind of area in Georgia, take, take advantage of the uh, tax credits and stuff that they have going on over there. Yeah, um, it's pretty, yeah, pretty hard to beat Atlanta. Yeah, Puerto Rico is pretty good, but you got to travel all the way to Puerto Rico. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's 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 some some overseas offers and and stuff too, places that have some good studios and good credits that they'll that they'll fly us. So we'll we'll see with our our co production deal that we've got. Uh, where we we might go over to their headquarters, but uh, you got El Salvador right now. I mean, that's yeah. awesome. And El Salvador, that'd be that'd be that, a new that one. Is, that's talking about, that's a huge opportunity. Yeah. That's that's yeah. big. But yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll go on location. We'll have a we'll have a good spot. But, yeah. Is it going to be a period piece uh, or is it going to be current? No, it's 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 pretty current. It's it's modern. There you uh, go. It's, it's kind of its own little world, but it's it's modern. Yeah. If you if you do an El Salvadorian thing, do you have to do a whole sort of Spanish? Uh, Vibe to maybe it's a Spanish mafia or a cartel. Maybe I don't yeah, know. I, mean, I might be changing the plot. You'd be surprised. There's a lot more Caucasian people down there than you'd think. Mm. Um, but certainly, when you start uh, driving by street signs and, and highway signs, I mean, there's certain things you give, you know. And as I explained to the president and his Senate when we wrote um, uh, the legislation, I said. You, know, you have to show them a reason in, let's say, L.A., why they're going to fly down to you, why they're going to incur the cost. Because you've got union stuff that actors have to be flown first class. They have to be put in a five-star hotel. They have to. They have to. So if you're not going to make it 40 percent, you know what I mean? Like start the conversation with 40 to come down, at least for now. And then have incentives that if the director of photography is Salvadorian, there's two and a half percent more. If the writer or director, like the Canada does, the Canadian must, one of the two are El Salvador, you don't have to do it. You can come down there and get the 40 and walk away. But if you want to incentivize it like Puerto Rico does up to like 50, then you give them criteria to hire Salvadorans to build your film presence here. And, and, And that's what I would do. And so we wrote it all up and it's about to come out soon. He's a smart guy, Bukele. He, he he's looking, you know, ten years, twenty years down the road for El Salvador. He wants to get them out of that reputation they're in now. He's cleaned it up a lot down there. So, you know, I'm waiting to see what the final thing is. I was down there a few times for weeks at a time, meeting with members of his Senate and finance committees and so on. And hopefully they come up and they do the right thing. If they don't, people come, you know, to Atlanta for sure. I live in Atlanta, so uh, and I just directed a film here. So I, I, there's quite a bit available in Atlanta too. Yeah, it's it's really crazy what's going on there. What's it, the gentleman's name? Tyler. Uh, he's, Tyler built, Perry. he's built a ton of studios yeah. and stuff down there. And uh, oh no, that's uh, uh, um, Chick Fil A owns Trillis Studios. That place. <laughs> Chick Fil A. Wow. I yeah. Yeah. No, they were into films, yeah, but Dan, Dan Kathy. Uh, owns owns Chick Fil A and he owns Trillis Studios and I went to go meet him wow. on a tour there. You guys were, I mean, this place is now behind Warner Brothers, the second largest studio in the United States. Wow, That's how, wow, I and mean, it's just it just goes on. And he's building, he's building more. So, yeah, the only dig, the only hard part about um, um, the and in Puerto Rico too, but Puerto Rico's policy is their amount of money available each year is finite. So when you reach that cap, then they roll you over to put you on the schedule for the next year. And the way I heard it is there's not any money available to like the end of 2024. Now they're, they're Holy all, crap. they're all booked up in Puerto Rico. Whereas Atlanta, I don't think there is a cap. 
So if you come here, you know, you can incentivize them up to over 40% now here in Atlanta, which that's a big, when you're going into posts, you know, and they're writing you a check like Canada used to, thanks for shopping Canada, here's a million five, you know, I mean, it's pretty helpful. Yeah, there you go. That helps with money and funding and everything else. Uh, what else do we need to talk about, guys, to, to put, push the movie? Uh, do we want to talk about iShook at all? I know uh, you do that, Benny. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, the whole thing is uh, the, the world is changing, right? We, we know mm-hmm. the world's changing. Like we said before in the in the green room about chat GBT, right? So the AI technology is definitely changing. And you're going to have a lot more content being distributed and produced due to the AI tech. And and that that itself, I think, is very vital that the movie industry and I think the movie industry is going to lag because we had the mm-hmm. same problem when we created our ebook app, I shook app, which is an ebook app. And we had the same problem with the with the book industry where mm-hmm. the book industry, uh, it's very difficult for them to kind of um, get into the technology. And that was back in 2015 and 2014. So it took them a while to get into the ebook industry. And now what happened, what's happening now, there is a reverse in the, in the book industry where Barnes & Nobles and the new CEO of Barnes & Nobles is actually building and renting out new Barnes & Noble sites. And he's actually put Barnes & Nobles from bankruptcy to a plus and surplus in their profit margins, which is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you see HBO and the, the announcements of these bigger companies, they want to roll back streaming. Mm-hmm. So they, they're trying to go away from technology, it seems to be. Which I think is a big mistake. I think I think uh, I think you should charge premium on movies if you have access to your home and make it less and make it cheaper and to, to go to the theaters. Therefore, you balance out the sheet and you say, okay, listen, we'll give you the streaming, but you'll pay for that for that luxury. But if you if you go to the movie theater, you'll pay for the basic amount. So I think what's happening is is that movie industry is is. Is doing this on purpose, potentially, in order to choose the stories they want to tell. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big, a big mistake because the movie industry was not about choosing the stories you want to tell. It's about everybody has the ability to tell his story. So, and and that's where that's the main thing that we want to, you know, that we feel is uh, is is important. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's the way I look at it. So, <laughs> I think goal is to actually have as many people as possible into the film industry, uh, you know, to create their, to create access to like real live, real live ability to create their own movie, their own content. And that's what we happened with, with Jared. We met, you know, in a, in a, in a, what was it called? Uh, uh, connectpreneur. So mm-hmm. I heard his pitch. I got my pitch out there and I said, and I said, I gotta, I gotta connect with Jared and, you know, and we connected and we're working on this for like a year already in order to, get this done properly and we also have to we have to we have to ride the wave the main thing is the crypto industry you got to ride the wave mm-hmm. you have you have a, you have in the crypto industry where you lose and you gain sometimes mm-hmm. you lose sometimes you gain and you have cold spells of the crypto industry which we call you know the bear market and then you have the non-bear markets so we got to wait right now bitcoin is going up that's huge and <laughs> mr baldwin said about the el salvador that's that's by the way that's crypto land right there yeah, El Salvador is crypto land. I mean, he w- did something no other country was able to do with Bitcoin. That's huge. Uh, yeah, Russia tried to do that with Bitcoin. It didn't work. <laughs> yeah. So, what about 
What about chat GPT? I mean, is this going to replace, you know, all my friends who write books and, and, uh, do content writing for marketing? They're all freaking out. They think uh, chat GTP is going to, uh, uh, take them out of jobs. Could this affect screenwriters and stuff? It could definitely mm-hmm. affect screenwriters. Um, but what, what I do think where chat GPT will have a minus uh, because chat GPT is an AI. It's predictive artificial intelligence. Hmm. What it means predictive is, is let's say you give it a certain sentence and that will give you a predictive writing. And then that writing itself, each and every sentence is predictive. It's hmm. not an artificial intelligence, which it's thinking on its own. We're not getting Terminator level style from chat. <laughs> that's, just... that's for sure not happening. We're not in AI AI's AI. never going to be able to tell stories. Right. Like right. Tell stories. right. Just... So that's the thing. Yeah. Human. AI cannot be creative. The, the AI technology is not a creative technology where it can create its own its own uh, storyline. But it definitely can do. I, I'll be honest with you. I put on chat. <laughs> I have access to the chat GPT. I have access to a few AI technologies. Um, and I put. I said. I told chat GPT, please do a promo for iShook. Yeah, it yeah. did like uh, it did a promo for iShook, and it's exactly to what iShook was doing in the ebook world. Wow. So it did a promo for the iShook as the iShook app. And I, and and it does it. It it, it, it I, I'm sure if I put anyone else's name here in ChatGPT, it'll, it'll write an article. If I wow. put ChatGPT, tell me the best movies Daniel Baldwin made. It's going to give me a whole article about it on the yeah. spot. It's unbelievable. This program and this intelligence. Uh, and I can even say Chris Chris Voss. Tell me how many podcasts Chris Voss has done already. Boom! It's going to give me a number. It better be able to search that. Yeah, the, uh, it's like it in the thousands. So. <laughs> that, I mean, it, it might write. I don't know. Maybe it would write better script. You know, the thing I I had an acting and modeling agency in Utah during Touched by an Angel, so we'd send a lot of extras to uh, Touched by an Angel, and Touch Utah was like one of those places that it was right after uh, one of the big writers' strikes or I think production strikes, and <clears throat> I got to sit and watch auditions. And you would literally have like, you know, hundreds of actors and actresses rolling through and then, you know, they'd read the lines and you just, you wouldn't feel anything about it. And then you have spectacular uh, actors and actresses like Daniel that come in and they would just drop, you know, what he was talking about earlier with um, the other, the other actor would just drop these, put the emotion behind it and the character behind it and literally breathe life into those lines and so yeah chat gpt can write you know text but it can't act it can't you can't put that human experience into it and storytelling well at the same time right now chat gpt in a, in a more of a technical term they said has about 100 million predictive um i guess predictive writing capability mm-hmm. i mean but they're saying by next year, especially with uh, Microsoft's $10 billion infusion into ChatGPT, we're talking about close to maybe $100 trillion is It's going to be to $100 trillion predictive writing. Mm-hmm. Can you, can you, can you, I think it would be really interesting for the audience for you to explain predictive writing. What does that mean? Okay, so let's say I give you, you give me a sentence, right? Any mm-hmm. sentence. You say, I want to know, um, I want to know, uh, write for me a Quentin Tar- uh, Tarantino type of script, about a thousand pages. I want a one page. Please send me out. So he already has, ChatGPT as an AI, already has that information of Quentin Tarantino. He has access to the way he writes. 
He will now write a script of a movie. Of course, you got to give it subject. You got to give it more juice into what I'm saying. I'm just trying to make it short. But but it will now start writing because it has the Quentin Tarantino instruction because I'm going to write in his style. And now it's going to start writing sentence after sentence after sentence. So as it writes its first sentence, it knows it already will predict what the second sentence should be. So if I say I want to write, I say, like, hey, I want to have these two um, these two uh, actors or these two play, uh, plays of these two individual subjects in, in the script argue with each other. And what should they argue about? They should argue about the type of Coca-Cola they drank. Is it Pepsi? Is it Coke? Whatever it is, right? And now it will create a, depic- a, a predictive argument based on, let's say, potential argument that already exists in Bing or in Google. I mean, th- th- it, it's literally endless because – Sentence after sentence can be predicted. It's like like sometimes you have these, you know, in the, in the movies, right? They say you have these boy boyfriend and girlfriend, and they can finish each other's sentences. Mm-hmm. That's a predictive type of writing. So it knows within itself how to predictively say, okay, this has got to be the next sentence because this is the storyline we're going through. You know, the, the, the thing still, though, to me, it, it some of the greatest lines in movie production – in movies uh, have have been improv, you know, for everything from Marlon Brando's I could have been a contender and that whole scene. Uh there's a million scenes you could do that that were improv. Right. Uh and ad-libbed, you know, maybe some a uh, little bit of tweaking and then but the delivery of 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 what an actor does or an actress does is extraordinary Definitely. when it's when it's done, you know. Well, yeah, that's 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 very true because uh I remember as there I'm sure we all have I have 10 of these stories and I'm sure you men have a hundred more, but there's that great story about Billy Bob Thornton when he did sling blade oh, yeah. and he kept sending the script out, you know, to these studios and these different people. And they all went, yeah, Billy, it's great. But I mean, it, there's nothing really special until he walked in the room and he went, some people call it a cousin blade. I call mm-hmm. you know, and you looked at him and you're like, really, are you going to play him like that? Yes. I'm going to play him. Oh, Oh, that's where. So yeah, you know, when you, when you breathe the life into particularly unusual characters, um, uh, it, it makes all the difference. Yeah. Still amazing, amazing technology uh, that right. you're talking about. Um, yeah, yeah you see, oh, you, you see him, you see him in real life. And when, when someone said that there's, there's Billy Bob Thornton, the guy who played Sling Blade, I was like, no, it's not. That's not, it's a, <laughs> right, it's right. not recognizable. And, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Doesn't I mean, Gordon, it doesn't have enough gas in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gordon Peterson, by the way, did put on chat GBT like a whole thing. And he said, write another rule to my 12 rules of life. Mm-hmm. And he gave full instruction. They he put out 5,000 word chapter on, on the way he would have wrote a 13th rule. Wow. That's so the put- scary part of it that you can actually get it to write depending on the instruction you give it. To write something crazy, I heard that Francis Ford Coppola is putting Godfather Four into j- open jail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it could do it. They could probably do it. Surprise! It'll be Terminator Two, Skynet. I'll make him an offer he can't yeah. refuse. With I don't know, for okay. sure. I'm, I, I can't wait. <laughs> so, uh, what's the production date uh, anticipation for this movie, or at least what's the what's the shot we're working for, and and how can people support it or get involved, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, yeah, so I mean, the production date will will come down to getting the money uh, in place, and then we we can go off uh, and shoot once the once we put the together the actors' schedules and everything with it. So it's usually usually a couple months 
two to three months uh, after the the budget's in place and getting everybody's schedules uh, in place. We've got a, a co-production deal that gets us, uh, you know, a little, little over, you know, 1.1 million. So somewhere around that, that range toward the, uh, toward the budget. So it gets us a, a good chunk there. Um, and we're uh, kind of on the way. So we've got a few people we're kind of chasing down these couple months going on. So, so we're hoping to within the next few months really get everything in, yeah. In place so we can so we can get shooting. Um, yeah. Real the goal soon. is really the yeah. goal is really as soon as possible. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna definitely push the the NFT fundraising. We're gonna start getting more following, and it makes it so much easier with the comic book. It's, it makes it so much easier with the obviously with the podcasts that we're doing. It, it gives more like like life to what we're doing, and we and I think most people really want to watch a movie, but they also really want to watch the process of a making of a movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, that's really cool. I mean, like, almost every show that you watch, they got these extras that show you how was this movie made. And then that itself is getting views and, and crazy stuff because people want to know about the space. It's a really cool space. Yeah. I believe, yeah. I believe that, you know, when you, when you get that uh, package ready uh, with your deliverables now, they become so much more complicated. I believe their shows within the movie. I believe you could live stream and sell tickets. I believe that there's all kinds of stuff to look at now, you know, multi-level. I know that uh, there was discussion on this film that I just directed um, that we may have like three packages. There would be um, um, you join and you get access with a camera to kind of watch what's going on. You join and you get access and you come and you're an extra in the film or you join and you have access and you and you you get those two plus you're actually speaking in the movie, you know, or, or, or whatever you plateau it, you know, and obviously the price goes up. And if you can sell, I mean, there's a market for that. Certainly for people to sit when they watch reality television, they watch the many things that they watch. If you could give it to them live to watch what goes on in the movie set, I think people buy. It. I think you could have a network of that going on. I think you just opened my mind right now. We can do an NFT where where an individual you, he'll pay to be an extra. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's bro. it. That's, I mean, that's what that's I'm saying. What, like, that's, 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 that's why that's I want not, you to. That's why I want you two to call me. Definitely. Yeah, or, or email. Let's start email me. Get my email information because I have some other revenue streams to talk about. I think that we could really do through the NFT space. Yeah. And awesome. I have a guy you got to meet in the NFT space. You're going to want to know this guy. You two guys think a lot alike. I think you need to know each other. So I got some stuff to talk to you about. Definitely awesome. awesome. That's what we do on the show. We bring everyone together and make other <laughs> deals. That's what we do. That's the Chris Vaughn Show podcast. Um, so this is really cool, guys. I mean, I know how hard it is to get movies. I don't fully know how hard it is, but I know a lot of people have tried to raise money for movies. And it's hard. And I, I think of how many great projects or great stories, uh, great movies that would have been you know, great if they could make it to the to the funding part, but uh, sadly, you know, so I guess you know. I mean, we need to have Iron Eagle ten. That was important. Um, <laughs> sorry, Iron Eagle. Listen, that, that was uh, uh, Gedrick, wasn't it, Jason? Yeah, he's great actors, but uh, yeah. You know, but uh, you know, can we can we maybe have just a you know? I, I'm always for. I love Hollywood movies where I can't tell what's going on, and there's no agenda being shipped to me. You know, I'm not being yeah. I'm not being forced like, you know, give me a multi-plot movie. Give me Godfather. Give me Apocalypse Now. Give me, you know, something that 
like I, I still watch the Godfather. It came out what on the fiftieth anniversary. I went and watched it in this movie theater because I couldn't. And uh, go ahead, Daniel. I was going to say, you know, I I want to see things that have two rules. They're not afraid. They're not afraid. So when I started writing, I started projecting. We were two weeks into the pandemic when it started getting bad. My kids were already home from school. I was living at the time in upstate New York, and um, and I started writing a script about the pandemic cops. So I took it five, six strains, you know, twelve years from now, where if you don't now they've come out with a strain that if you're exposed to it, you're dead in forty-eight hours. There is no cure. They're trying big pharma to give you stuff that gives you enough time to, you know, whatever. But now they send guys out that shoot you dead in the street if you don't get the shot. Wow. That's how bad they force you. You have no choice anymore. So they sell America on the fact that this shot will stop you from getting it. But if you get it, it's too late. There's no coming back. You're fucking dead. So wow. now because you're a threat being dead to the regular populace that hasn't had a chance to get the shot yet. Guys in black suits, ninja, roll up in your town, bash on your door like, you know, uh, uh, Waco, Texas, and burn you to fucking death. Shoot you, cut your fucking throat. All that. That's what it's coming to. That's what I want to see now. I want to see blood and hair everywhere. I want to take it to the upteenth level. And I don't want to be afraid that someone's going to knock on my door and go, you can't show that. Elon Musk's new network can't show that. No, I don't mm. want to do that. I, want, I, want, I, want, I like stuff that's not afraid to tell a, an understory of what's really going on. I mean, where we're heading as a society. We're yeah. all going to live in Borneo and smoke weed because we're going to have to leave the U.S. Watch. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it is, you know, Hollywood has been renowned for being formula, uh, formulaic and repetitive. I mean, I even remember... There were jokes, uh, God, what was the sunset? Was it Sunset Boulevard? There were jokes about how Hollywood was repeating back in then. And yeah, they need to take more risks and, and do more. Th that's where I think most of the Oscars and Academy Awards come from is, is the real risks that movies are taking. And, and that's what you guys are doing here with the funding. You're trying to do something different and hopefully yes. create maybe a new genre or a new, I don't know if genre is the right word, but a new way of to fund movies. And now, I want to mention one thing. That's not just that. I mean, what, what Mr. Baldwin is saying is even more so. He's putting a business aspect into the film industry mm -hmm. where he's saying they're castrizing, castrating all the business, the business of, of, of the industry. Right. Mm -hmm. Like like he's thinking in an entrepreneurial perspective. It's not just making a movie. I got to make a movie that talks about reality, what's going on in the communities here. That's huge. Like people, are, they, they stop doing those kind of movies. You have all these movies, fantasy movies. How many fantasy movies can we watch already? Let's get the real movies that are out there that are going to change people's perspectives of reality already. But let's let you, let's not let see what you're doing and what I'm interested in. It is in line with what I want to do. Why don't you get a menu and pick through the NFTs what films you want to get involved in? That's what we want. Not what Hollywood decides you can put exactly. your money in. Yes. You get a choice. Just yeah. like how you want your eggs, you want them with this, that, no, hold that, this, this, this. Because you like it, because you aspire to be or interested in that. Agreed, agreed. That's I would, I would I love brother, that. I'm totally hearing you. I would love that, man. That would be awesome because, yeah. uh, you know, the the great democratization, democratization, can I say that? I was sick yesterday, guys. I apologize. Uh, my brain is still out. Uh, but uh, <laughs> the... <laughs> 
the uh, the great democratization of movies where you know Amazon is producing movies, uh, Netflix, all these different production companies are are now doing movies and getting in the Hollywood game. There's I mean I, there's been some great stuff I, I Amazon's brought to the table, Apple TV has won a lot of awards recently. So making it so that there's more, you know, more great stories and and great opportunities is is uh, I think just made for better film. For sure. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Uh, so, guys, it's wonderful to have you on the show and have these brilliant discussions. Uh, let's uh, go around the office. Uh, anything more we want to plug out? Anything more we haven't discussed that we want to make sure we get in the can? No, just, uh, guys, look for us. I mean, mega, mega, megamoviesnft.com. We're going to have all these ideas that we discussed here today. We're going to do a huge synergy with everyone here. It's going to be awesome. Definitely. Uh, and like Mr. Baldwin said, that's definitely what we want to do. We want to, that's like a la carte, choose the movie that you like, choose the, fo- choose the type of style you want to watch and, and be part of it, be part of its production. That's, that's, that's in itself is huge. And I'm glad that we were able to have this discussion because, uh, like, as always, Chris, you're awesome. You're awesome. You get, you get us to, you know, fire up. <laughs> I mean, I love the energy. The energy is huge and you need, you need this energy to, really change the market i mean without good energy there's no there's no market change well it's good to have great guests on the show too appreciate that (laughs) i'm the dumb one that's why we have guests so that people bring the show and lighten it up especially after i was sick yesterday so uh give us your dot coms guys wherever whatever you want to plug whatever projects you have going on uh, let's go around the circle and uh and have everyone do their plugs i'm gonna go with here we go i'm doing laundry check it out (laughs) Uh, here here here's your dot com for that Boba.com. Oh, look at your puppy. Oh, look at your puppy. That's a nice, uh, beautiful. There's Boba.com. There's Rufus.com. Wow. <laughs> That's cute. Rufus is 170 pounds, but I haven't bought to the star of the show yet. Crap. At 215 pounds, there's Jethro.com. Holy <laughs> crap. What's going on, big boy? Got some real dogs here. How you doing there? Those are my boys. I figured I'd throw them in because I got go. nothing. I got nothing for the end of the show. There you go. Do we have to send them a check for that? Is there a check? For no, that? no, that was free of charge. <laughs> but, but, but there'll be an NFT that you can buy into the story of the dogs on our new movie site. Well, there you go. Is that loaded uh, deck doc two? Uh, two? Uh, that's, 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 no, that's loaded dog at loaded deck. <laughs> <laughs> loaded dog. I think you have some new cast members for that show. Was that old Tan, Tom Hanks movie with the uh, with the dog? Remember that? Turner and Hooch. Yeah, Turner, Turner, Turner and Hooch. I cried. That hurt me. That show. That was the Bordeaux Mastiff. He was related to these. That thing was huge. Not the Huskies, but there it you wasn't go. Wasn't that this thing? But no. That's, that's Jethro's the real deal. He's, he's yeah. 200 pounds. That's, that's, that's My husky goes into surgery uh, tomorrow. She's big. Oh, she's no. eight, but she well, she's just getting one of those things cut off her, those things that grow on them. Oh, know. yeah, one of those little uh, cysts. Yeah, this thing's the size of a, of, uh, uh, it's a pretty good size. It hit him behind her leg, but she's only like 66 <laughs> pounds. I'm like, holy crap. All right, so let's get the rest of the dot-coms plugged in here, and uh, we'll round out. Do we got do we got everything in here, Benny? Jared? Yeah, we're good. Jared, yeah. uh, loaded yeah, deck. I mean, the loaded deck movie dot com is there like we've been talking about. Uh, there you go. You know, going over there and planning there that go. this being kind of the first thing. We just want to make you know great movies that tell good stories. People are into not trying to push some sort of uh, agenda on people and and yeah. crap that you're seeing more and more and in, in movies that are making them bad. 
<laughs> yeah, Tell great really, stories, yeah. man. That's just yeah. it. And, and great actors and actresses. Yeah. Man. It's, uh, you know, the, the power, like I said, the power, I, I'd sit all day with uh, casting directors watching uh, actors and actresses audition. And you'd just be like falling asleep. You'd just be bored. And then that one actor, actor, actress can come in and just, you'll be crying. And there's, there's no music. There's no scene. There's no setup. It's just the power of them delivering that. And, and a lot of people don't really get that when it comes to movies and, and acting is how hard it is. It's not easy. Oh, yeah. it's so there you go. Yeah. But uh, you see, I, I just want to add one last thing. And this is something really important for the audience to know. And, and this is an answer. If I went in the other room, my, my wife's an attorney and she and I sit and, and what these men are doing right now is, is, is answering from an investment standpoint too. And also, let's face it, a lot of guys look at a movie, a lot of women, and they go, man, I wish I could do that. I wish I could, you know, why, why does why does Warner Brothers or Paramount or whoever it is, why do they get to make all those cool movies? And what they're doing is they're putting this incredible telephone book of opportunity in front of you, not just to fulfill some kind of fantasy to be involved in a film, but a legitimate way to be involved at a smaller level, a medium level, or a large level in the investment opportunity of film. And so, you know, when you look at what's available, it's dictated by what Amazon wants to put on their site. Mm -hmm. Remember how many movies go to Amazon, go to Netflix, go in hopes to get the Holy Grail and get listed in their menu. How many don't get on? How many, and I know I've been on that side before. This is an opportunity to get your movie made with people that are like-minded in that genre and people that want to invest in film that aren't calling shots that you're not going to have a say in. That's revolutionarily different. And so, man, you guys, what a great concept, guys. Mm -hmm. A great concept. Yeah. I mean, I've always thought for years that I really should be the one cast in most of the Bond movies, but that's just my opinion <laughs> and no one else's. Uh, so thanks for everyone for coming on the show. Uh, I do have to say that when you come back to primary promote the movie, I expect everyone to have the Benny Magnificent beard that we made fun of last show. It'll be um, I want everyone to have one. I need to grow that. <laughs> All right, here's the last thought that I want you to take with you. If you removed right now from a distance when you look, if you remove Benny's beard, is he a Jay Leno lookalike or no? He might be <laughs> without the without the crashing into things, sadly. But I don't we should know. ask. Uh, I don't open... got that chin. I don't got that chin. You don't well, have we can't chin? tell. You uh, can't tell. You might. My LinkedIn account, you can tell. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well there you go well thanks everyone for uh being here we certainly appreciate you guys uh coming Bye. today there you hey, go thanks, Th man. thank you thanks monitors for tuning in go to youtube.com for chess chris foss goodreads.com for chess chris foss and i'll replace on linkedin twitter instagram all those crazy places the kids are playing thanks for being here be good to each other stay safe and we'll see you guys next time that should have us out